0: Hey, my name is Parker Manuel, pastor of Pinewood Church in Boulder, Colorado, where our mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. Amen. If you believe that God has been good and faithful on your life, would you give him a shout of praise today? And that's the good news. two-year anniversary. We thought that we would fill up the water on our two-year anniversary, believing that there's somebody here today, maybe, maybe there's somebody here today who has made a decision to follow Jesus over this COVID season. Maybe you've been watching online, and or maybe it's your first time here, and today's going to be the day where you say, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to go all in. I'm going to say yes to Jesus. Scripture teaches that baptism does not in any way save you. It does not wash away. Public declaration of an inward decision that you made to say yes to Jesus. And so we have the public. (laughs) Let's make the declaration in the water today. It's a symbol. Baptism is a symbol that you are being buried with Christ in baptism, and that you're being raised to walk in a new life. Just as Christ went to the cross, He died for your sins, He was buried in a tomb, but He didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave. And so if you're here today and you've never been baptized, I want to encourage you, say yes to baptism. You may be saying, why would I say yes to baptism? Well, because Jesus commands us to. We see in... uh, Matthew, one of Jesus' final words were, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so I I like to tell people that there's three reasons why I believe that you should get baptized today. One, Jesus was baptized. And as a follower of Jesus, we're to follow in his example that he set before us to follow through in baptism. A second reason why I think you should get baptized today is it's going to be the best, the best and shortest sermon you'll ever preach may be your first and may be your last but you get to preach a message today and all you have to do is say yes i'm going to say has jesus lord of your life and when you say yes and you go down that is a symbol and that is a message that you've said yes to jesus and third i want to encourage you make your yes to obedience be your first step of obedience as a follower of jesus as followers of Jesus, we're not called to abide by yes and no of a rule book, but to abide by our Heavenly Father in obedience and baptism instead of obedience. So I want to encourage you, if you want to be baptized, we have a tent right here. In that tent, we have a change of clothes for you to be baptized, a towel, a friendly face, and the water is beautiful and it's hot outside. So there's no reason why you shouldn't come and be baptized today. Are you convinced today... That we should see, somebody say, yes to baptism. Come on, let's see. Let's get the water moving today, amen. So as I was thinking back over the last couple years, I was thinking about uh, moments. And uh, as Jess was saying, remembering. And I was thinking about the big moments. It's funny you recall are the bigger moments in your life. And so I was recalling the memories of Pinewood all the way back to our first meal together around a table where we fumbled through how uh we feel like god called us here but we really don't know fully fleshed out what that looks like yet to launch day which was a big day to worship at the band shell which was a lot of fun how many of you haven't been a part of our friendsgiving yet just imagine the most food you've ever seen in your life and some of the nicest people that's friendsgiving we have a lot of fun at friendsgiving i thought of those moments I thought of conference. For COVID, we would be in Boulder Theater right now. And I'm not going to lie, that would be pretty good. But I actually think this is better. I like this better. Out here, God would have got the opportunities that God's opened us for us to serve and give and come together. And the people that we've been able to reach in this season, we wouldn't have been able to reach. So I'm grateful for this moment right here. But we think of the bigger moments. But I think... Some of the more significant moments are actually the smaller moments. Don't you know that that's probably true of your life? You know, when you first ordain some somebody, that moment where you you grab their hand for the first time. It's those little moments that are incredibly significant. Over your son and your daughter for the first time, that nobody sees you do that, but it's a significant moment. It's not the birth of your son, but this significant moment in prayer. And I think a lot of life is like that. Especially even here at Pinewood, if you've been here uh, for a while, you've gotten that text or that phone call that somebody's calling just to say, hey, just a big moment, but it's significant. And it becomes a part of our story. Maybe somebody blessed you with a gift when you didn't ask for it, or they honored you in a season where you really needed it. Or more importantly, they, they prayed over you. And that was the moment that nobody knows about, but that was the moment that changed everything for you. Has anybody ever experienced any of those small yet significant moments in your life? Well, we're gonna hear testimonies tonight from people that I love, people that are an inspiration to me and and true servant leaders here at Pinewood of those small but insignificant, those small but very significant moments uh, that have changed their life. and that are going to speak to how God is at work in their life. As you hear these stories and as you reflect on your own life, I want you to think about your testimony. We started off singing, this is my testimony. And we're going to be sharing some stories, but I want you to reflect on what is your story? What story are you going to tell? If I were to bring you on stage and have you share what God is doing in your life, where God has brought you from, what you believe your purpose is and your mission is in life. What story are you, would you tell? Psalms 145 speaks to storytelling and testimonies. Psalms 145, verses 4 through 12, says this One generation will declare your works to the next. I love that. And will proclaim your mighty acts. I will speak of your splendor and your glorious majesty and your wondrous works. They will proclaim the power of your all inspiring acts, and I will declare your greatness. They will give a testimony of your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great and faithful love. Amen. The Lord is good to everyone. All you have made will thank you. Lord, the faithful will bless you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom and will declare your might, informing all people of your mighty acts and of the glorious splendor of your kingdom. I want to read the beginning one more time. One generation will declare your works to the next. One generation will declare your works to the next. Isn't that a powerful part of our testimony? This is what God has done for me, and he can do the same for you. Let's pray. God, I just pray right now that um, as we hear these testimonies that you would receive all of the glory and all of the honor. I pray that if anybody is here today, that as they reflect on their story and their testimony, they would say, my story, and my..." but maybe not a lot of purpose. Um, Father, I pray today that they would not leave without hope or without purpose or feeling like there's something bigger than themselves that they can live for and pursue and strive towards. Father, we thank you that you are bigger than us, that you're in control, that you're worthy of our our praise and that you're worthy of our worship. So Father, we love you so much. Pray for anybody that's here today that is hesitating getting baptized. That Father, during the message, you are given the strength and the courage to step out in faith and say, you know what? Obedience is more important and I'm going to say yes to get baptized today. Father, we love you. We give you all the glory for getting us to two years. Father, this church is your church. You're the head. You're the foundation. You're the cornerstone. You're the leader. You're the head pastor. And Father, we are your servants. Thank you for building your church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'd like to invite a good friend of mine to the stage. Uh, somebody who has a constant inspiration to me, and uh, I know many others. Would you please give Kelly Lee a big shout down as she makes her way to the stage? These are these these are the best among us. Kelly Lee. Hey. How are you feeling today? Two years.
1: Pretty good. Excited!
0: Kelly Lee, I has been with us from the beginning, right?
1: January. 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 I walked in the doors. Yeah, January, two and a half years ago.
0: I remember you walking through the doors. <laughs> I remember all of you walking through the doors, if it was around that time, because there was <laughs> not, many. not many people. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Kelly coming, and she was so full of life, so full of joy, worshiped so hard. She was such an encourager to us in those early days, and. You dove in head first. It was awesome. Uh, I believe that you really saw God doing something there. Uh, I want to more so, not fully recap on just the last two years, but I want to kind of talk about where you are and what you feel like God is doing in your life, especially how do you feel like this church has helped you grow in your faith and pursue a deeper, more intimate relationship with God?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think it's helpful to know a little bit of the backstory. Like I, I I walked away, I I grew up in the church and then walked away from God for all of my twenties and then came back in my early thirties and found Pinewood right after that. And so I think like one of the big things is coming into Pinewood when it was so young, you know, it, it was really just us and God, right? There wasn't a huge support for us. Like, it wasn't this huge church behind us just feeding us. Like, it, we had to each go in and, you know, with our friends and, you know, pursue God. And I think, like, that's been super foundational. And that has what has allowed my growth to continue and to, you know, continue to inspire others and also for others to inspire me is seeing that same thing from them.
0: That's so true. You, you are radical in your relationship with God. And it's, it's radical. I mean, there's definitely some things that would embarrass you that I could tell people that you've done <laughs> that have radically pursued your faith. Kelly, can I tell them about the Bible?
2: Sure. Kelly read
0: the Bible in 90 days.
1: 30, 30.
0: <laughs> even, more, even more amazing. She, read the, she kicked off the year, 30 days, reading the entire Bible and uh, spending significant amount of time in prayer and fasting. I,
1: Couldn't have done it without Natalie. She's not here today, but <laughs> gosh, it's important to have someone there to encourage you. Right.
0: What, even just the, um, the way in which you pursue a relationship with God, um, why is it so important to you that you pursue a relationship? Did you read the Bible just because you wanted to, or was there something deeper? I mean, I, I know the answer, but...
1: I mean, I read the Bible because I, I wanted to start the year, like, renewing my mind with what, what God says, right? And, and nothing else. Like, not coming up with um, other objectives for the year, but just reading what, what he says in, in the Bible. And in prayer. Yeah.
0: Also in 21 prayer. days of prayer and fasting. Yeah. You've told me before that you feel like one of your spiritual gifts is worship. And I would affirm that. <laughs> And at Pinewood, we were very passionate <laughs> worshipers. Uh, why would you say you feel like that is your spiritual gift, and how do you feel like?
1: Yeah, I think like there, the, God speaks to all of us differently. You know, some people like really read the Bible and hear Him speak. Other people have dreams. Shout out Raven. Other people, you know, have visions or whatever it might be. And um, for me, I just always. Feel like, I encounter God through worship so consistently. Like, I just yeah. know the second I maybe raise my hands, I surrender to him. The second I, like, lift my voice, the second I open my mouth to speak, I know that he's going to meet me there. And then um, through that and through those experiences, just continuing to, like, see more and more of him, experience him, like, sometimes through visions, like Mm -hmm. in worship or through a word that I feel like he gives me. And I just know that those are the times when he's felt so, or he feels so close to me, and I just pray that while I'm worshiping, other people would feel that same thing. Mm.
0: That's so good. Would you encourage somebody here today who said that they've never maybe had an experience or encounter with God just to Try worship.
1: Yeah, I think try worship. I mean, do something you haven't done. Like, you know, there were times back in Nebuchadnezzar that I would feel like spinning around. Like, do something crazy. (laughs) You know, like, open your mouth, even if you're a horrible singer, and, like, sing something. Sing something that's not a lyric. Sing something else. Speak out a word or, or pray for the person next to you. Just hold out your hand and ask that God would meet them. You know, just pray for them to encounter him. And I think through those things, through that obedience, like, you you will you will um, see God. You'll feel him, and you will experience something new.
0: And so true. Worship is definitely emotional, but it's not an emotional experience. It's a spiritual experience. It's an encounter yeah. with God. I, I can think of many mom- moments in worship uh, where I'll step out, and I'll, I'll say, I don't really feel like raising my hands. I don't really feel like singing passionately. I don't really feel like and I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go there. Right. God is I always think to myself in worship, God is worthy. Yeah. So whether I feel it or not, he's worthy. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing it in heaven for the rest of my life. I might right. as well do it now.
1: Yeah, and when even when we don't feel like it, like the other thing you can do is just lift your hands and just say, God, I'm a child. Like pick me up, mm-hmm. love me, you know, just just open your arms to him and submit to him or go down on the ground and submit to him if, mm-hmm. if that's where you feel it. But I think it's just, it's obedience, right?
0: Yes, 100%. You uh, lead our kids team yeah. and <gasps> so many other things along with Adam, who's actually holding. Uh, <laughs> a kid. A kid. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing team um, as an inspiration, as a leader. We're all inspired by you, grateful for you. So we honor you today. And last question, I guess, that I have that I want to leave everybody with for you is what type of a legacy do you want to leave here? I feel like you're already leaving such a significant legacy and inspiration, but from you, I'd love to hear from you. What type of legacy would you want to leave?
1: I mean, I think, you know, on the side of kids, foundationally, the reason I came back to church after 20 years is because I grew up in church. I had a great community and had a great um, sort of relationship with God through that community as a child. And I know that, you know, the statistics say your kids need to say yes to Jesus as children for Mm -hmm. them to be most likely to be a Christian as an adult. So uh, um, ministering to children and youth, I think is one of our biggest areas of opportunity and as a church and just something that I'm super passionate about. So that, that, and then of course, I mean, I think worship too. Just, I, I just want people to know that, you know, they can have a relationship with God one-on-one. Like, like Ross was saying in Team Rally, it's not just through community. Like God wants to speak to you, Amen. to you, right? And
0: yeah. Well, you do an amazing job. My kids know so much Bible, so many stories. They love coming to church and being a part of Pinewood Kids. They, I know that they've grown significantly. I know many, many other kids in the community have been impacted. And um, I, I want to just come. let you know, you are leaving that legacy. <laughs> Thank you. You are impacting next generation, and we are. I just want to affirm you, as a church, we're not a church that just believes in the next generation. We are like singular focused on the next generation, raising up children, students, so that we can send out students into college as followers of Christ. And the first thing that they say when they leave, they're like, I want to get plugged into a local church.
1: Right, yeah, that's so That's good. our prayer.
0: Thank you, Kelly, yes, thank for you. your time. Give Thanks it up for Justin Kelly. Parker.
1: Amazing leaders.
0: Honor, Kelly. What an incredible leader. Always so joyful. You want to talk about somebody who serves behind the scenes when nobody's looking. Does countless things that she never wants credit for. Even gets super embarrassed by um, when you call it out. That is a sermon leader. I'd also like to invite Alan and Kersana. Would you please give it up for this amazing young couple? Look how happy they are. They're newlywed. I'm sitting on a beach. Come on, look at them. We love you guys so much. Alan and Kersana also have been with us on this entire journey. I was actually looking back at some of the pictures. Um, me and Alan, we, we have a tendency to do selfies almost everywhere. So I was looking back when I searched your face, and it was just you and me and a lot of selfies at a lot of these bigger uh, moments. But we've also shared in a lot of significant moments as well. We had a wedding in COVID, which is amazing. Uh, Alan and Kersana are servant leaders in the church. Utilizing their gifts in incredible ways, uh, and now I feel like their gifts have multiplied. Now that they're married, they're just even. They're so much stronger, right? I agree. <laughs>
3: yeah, he
0: makes me better for sure. Oh, look at that! That's, that feels good, right? You know what? <laughs> I want to um, ask you guys. I'm I'm inspired by your lives as well. Um, from the beginning, you guys have said, "Man, we're all in on this thing. We want to lean in." Uh, not only be a part of it and a participant, you said we want to be a builder and help really cultivate a healthy healthy community here. And so how would you feel, I mean, after several years at Pinewood, how would you feel like Pinewood has helped you grow
2: healthy spiritually? Uh, yeah, I just think that um, through authentic community, I've been able to just grow spiritually with that accountability from all of my friends. You know, if I tell somebody I'm having an issue with something and they, they immediately, do you pray about that? I'm like, oh, man. Um, <laughs> maybe. I might. I might later. I'm going to do that, you know, kind of thing. But it's just that constant push that um, of authentic authenticity that people um, I just haven't experienced in my life. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think um, everyone here they genuinely want to get to know you and then mm-hmm. they get to know you and then they can honor and encourage you in things that you're amazing at but then they also will say hey I've noticed you know these things you know maybe go talk to God about that and then I mean in the most loving way of course but yeah. it's just like everyone wants you to be the best you and they want your relationship with God to be first and they're
4: constantly
3: wow. asking like how's your relationship with God how can I pray for you like all like all of the things are just like, they want the best for you. And I think that is super encouraging to find people who are not going to be jealous of your successes or like mm. want you to fail because they want to be better. They, like it's none of that. Like they just want to be like you to be your best you.
0: Wow. That's so good. Can anybody testify to that word today? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I feel that. I feel that for uh, myself and Jess and I, uh, I, community does help um, build and grow and you guys have been heavily involved in a lot of our discipleship that we have i mean you've leaned in with right there how do you feel like some of like the smaller groups and some of the more discipleship things how do you feel like that's helped you grow spiritually as individuals i mean before you can become a healthy community it's made up of healthy individuals how do you feel like those things have helped you grow
3: I mean, I know. So I started coming to Pinewood, honestly, because I was dating him and I I didn't have a church that had the community that I was looking for. Um, But even like while dating him, um, going to things like crew were huge um, because that's where you create the um, like the friendships. And then through those friendships, you start to do life together. You do the good things together. You go through hard stuff. And the more you do that with people, the more you can grow. And if you're healthy, then, like, your significant other is going to be healthy. Or you're, like, you know, you are, like, we say it all the time, you are, you're, like, the sum of the five people around you. Mm -hmm, So if you're surrounding yourself with people around you that are, like, solid individuals and have a great relationship with God, you're going to be healthy. Not perfect, but healthy.
0: I think Kristana may be a preacher. Yeah. I think... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to come back from that. <laughs> I, think, I think she has a word to share today. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Amen. I, uh, also, I want to ask you guys, you, um, you're passionate about reaching people. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just about creating little clubs and cliques and kind of like smaller friend groups within friend groups. You guys are constantly reaching out to new people and bringing new people in together, creating space for new people. Um, mm-hmm. Why, why do you feel like that's such a passion of you guys?
2: Um, I think um, really that comes into my backstory a little bit. Back when I was in ninth grade, actually, I uh, switched and went to a different school and was just an outsider going into a new environment. And, you know, that was pretty scary for me. And just because I grew up in the same school going, you know, K through ninth grade. And um, I felt like an outsider. And once I went through college and um moved out here it's just like when I got came to a community where I was accepted and just Mm -hmm. loved for who I was I was like wow there's a place that everyone can come and be met where they're at and and pointed to Jesus um I decided that I wanted to make that my goal is to invite everybody and you know talk to all the new people that come through the door get their number let's get coffee let's you know let's Let's do this thing right, you know? And I just think there's um, an important factor that uh, we just need to include everybody that and point them to Jesus. Amen. I agree.
0: That's so good. That's our mission, yeah. Meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. And that doesn't mean, like, only Christians, only people that look like they have it together. Yeah. Young, old. Like, it's literally everybody. <laughs> Meet everybody where they are. And so everybody's welcome. But I just want to honor you guys. You've done an incredible job. Uh, you've leaned in really hard in every area. And not, not just to serve. You've leaned into uh, feedback, getting quality feedback, just like you said, of like, hey, I want to be better. How can I be better? You've also leaned into building a strong community within our young adults. Super thankful for that. Um, I appreciate... One thing that I love about this couple right here, uh, just to honor them, is they have found a way to take the things that they love and their calling and combine them in a very special way. They love hiking. They love skiing. They love good food. And every time I talk to somebody, they're like, oh, I was just at Rayback with Alan and Krasana last night. Oh, I was just about to go on a hike with Alan and Krasana last night. And I think that's incredibly special when you can take the, the way that God has uniquely designed you and live out your calling in a way that is fun. Yeah. You seem to be having a good time doing it. Last question is, if you were to want to leave a legacy, a legacy that would carry on through generations, what would that legacy be?
2: Go for it. We can both answer. No, um, I think for me specifically, um, you may have a different answer. It's, it's, it is my goal to... Um, Talk to people and, and, and show them how to connect with people. That's a gift I think I have, and I you know enjoy giving that you know sharing that knowledge and um, providing that gift to help people connect. And um, you know I may not connect with you right off the bat, but I know somebody that will. Mm. You know I can I can connect you with somebody that you can connect with and encounter God like Kelly was saying. You know we can we can make this happen <laughs> with God's strength. So. Amen. You're an evangelist. What about you, Kristana?
3: My networking skills are nowhere near what his his are. But I think for me, I just want people to have a space where they can feel safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's like someone who does not have a relationship with God or someone who does, but it's just, you know, struggling. I think whether it's like safe with me or safe with someone else in the community, I think it's important that people can be where they're at and be met by people, not just like Jesus, but like those people meeting them where they're at is Mm. how they're going to get to Jesus.
0: Mm. Amen. Shout out. Come on. Can y'all just give an amen to Chrisana for everything that she, uh, sorry, Alan, you were good too. (laughs) That was a good word. Well, we love you guys. We honor you so much. Thank you for sharing your stories. You guys are a part of sharing from generation to generation. I believe you guys are building a strong community here, leaning in. We love you guys. We honor you. Give it up one more time for Alan and Krasana. Next, I have a uh, dear friend of mine kind of come to the stage and testify. Would Kai go ahead and make her way to the stage? The one, the only. Hi, which it's her birthday today. You know, we have to do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kai. Happy birthday to you. We love you, Kai. I had no idea that it was going to be your birthday, but it's perfect timing.
5: Heck yeah.
0: Yeah, best birthday party ever. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Kai's been with us from the beginning as well and uh, has been an integral part of our church. Um, Kai is the ultimate linger from day one. I remember you, you showing up on the first day and then uh, like people walking around everywhere and you just, you're just kind of just standing there looking around like, I think somebody's going to come and talk to me. It's going to be great. <laughs> And then they did. And then you started going and talking to people. And now now you're loved by all. Um, One of the things that I have admired most about Kai is that in a season, uh, church planning is really hard. And, you know, Pinewood has gone through a lot of challenges. We moved around everywhere and um, had to cancel some areas, move to different venues. But one thing that I admire about you, Kai, is that you always just show up. You always show up. And, I mean, it doesn't matter if there's snow. (laughs) It doesn't matter if it's a holiday. (laughs) Kai's going to be there. And that's one of our uh, values. We talk about that a lot, but I think people underestimate the value of showing up consistently over time and then the growth that can come from that. I mean, what is it that you've said, you know what, I'm just going to keep showing up?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's um, (laughs) honestly a lot of that came from sort of my own struggles and having a, like, really difficult season in my life. Um, As a lot of you know, like, last year was really hard for me. Um, I came, like, this close to losing my entire career and, like, everything I ever, like, loved and held dear. And um, it was, it it wrecked me, uh, to say the least. But I felt, like, so just, like, in need of community honestly and just like support from other people on just like a social level but then on a a spiritual level too like I just you know I was angry at God and I had all these like feelings and whatever so I was like well I don't know I don't have anything else to do I'm gonna go to church like you know might as well that's kind of how it started and then it was like well of course I'm going to church like what else am I gonna do like obviously (laughs) you know and I've gotten more involved and more invested and just like um you know, starting to volunteer more and like serve more and just be more present. And it's honestly been the best thing ever. Like, it's so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've loved that. One thing that even Alan and Cursana were talking about, which I think is really important, is they said, um, they just kept saying, We want people to know that they're safe. And we want people to know that you can meet them right where they are, you are. And, uh, You've joked with me before. You said like in a lot of environments you feel like a square peg in a round hole. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> in which like I feel you, okay? That's great. Uh, but I feel like that's not true. of I felt like you've felt like, the, like a perfect fit. Like literally I remember even like the first time you came, Jake came to me, he's like, hey, cause dope, we need more (laughs) cause. And I was like, yeah, I think so too. I was like, I like, I like that. What is it? What do you think that is about Pine With It? Has kind of made you feel a little bit like it's, like home, like it's.
5: I mean, I feel like people are so honest. Um, And like when you, when you talk to people and you're like, how was your week? You know, they don't just go, good, you know. (laughs) they're like actually it was really awful and here's why or like oh my gosh it was so good because x y and z and i'm so excited about this thing or like you know i'm kind of like worried about this thing or i'm da 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 and people are honest with you True. and so then it that allows you to be like well i'm actually not that doing that great either so like you know let's be miserable together and hopefully feel better <laughs> <laughs> you know and so it gives you that freedom to to be honest and be open and like just because other people are that way too, and they, you know, they pursue you, and like, I'll never forget, my first day at Pinewood, I'd been in Boulder, Colorado for two days, and I was like, I don't know, I should go to church again, I guess, like, I hadn't been going to church for years, just because life got crazy, and whatever else, and so I was, I moved here, and I was already changing up everything about my life, and so I came here, Google searched it, found it on a map, it's great, (laughs) (laughs) thank you, Google, yeah, so, you know, I showed up, right? I mean, I, I'd known absolutely nobody in this whole city. And immediately, I mean, everybody comes up and they're like, how's it going? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, uh, want to be my friend? Yeah, and like so everybody was just really like they wanted to get to know me. And like Jess like reached out and was like, do you need anything? Like, how's your week? Do you want to get coffee? Like, and it was this intentional, like, you're one of us now. Yeah. And you come here, you sit bad. with us. Like, yeah. and th- I needed that. And so I feel like other people need that too. And I think that's important. Like I've learned that other people need that because I've needed it. So obviously someone else does too.
0: percent. That's such a good word. Hey, we can amen and or clap or something for that. That's a good word. You have over COVID, you know, I talked a lot about a story you're going to tell on the other side. And I talked a lot about how, you know, you're just going to experience moments in COVID that are just going to be struggle. And we all have. And, um, and it seems like the the harder it got, it seemed like the more you wanted to serve. And and I was like, this is like the opposite of what most people are either doing or or have a desire to do. What was it about serving and taking care of our community and loving people well? I felt like it was like just like you show up here. I felt like you were wanting to show up for our city. Like, what was your inspiration behind that? What was that?
5: Honestly, I like. So one of my friends, Troy, Troy Niebecker, he has a really cool organization called Monster and Sea. Long story short, the the tagline of his whole organization is go because you can. Hmm. Um, and it's it's specifically talking about, you know, cancer and stuff. And it's a lot of like, you know, go and do things because you don't know when you can't anymore. But in the context of COVID, and he even talked about this, too, it was like you know, there are those of us who are healthy and who are, who have good, strong immune systems, who are young. We don't have, you know, other complications. Like we're financially stable. We just, we're able to do things for the community. So we need to, because we can hmm. like, and that's kind of where it was, was just like, I I have the time on a weekend. Like I'm not afraid of going to the grocery store. Like, let's do it. Let's go. Like someone's got to, you know, why not me? <laughs>
0: Well, you did. You went a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was constantly showing at our house, like, uh, "Can I get yeah, get yeah. something from Mister?" Yeah, or delivering something else. Well, you were a huge blessing. I um, I wanted to ask you the same question I asked everybody else. It's your birthday. I get really weird on birthdays. <laughs> it seems like you're doing great.
5: I I mean, I don't I've know. become
0: like intros- introspective. I start like second guessing everything in my life.
5: I mostly just forget about them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So we have that very opposite. Yeah, yeah. this is awesome.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I think a lot about legacy and I think a lot about just kind of, I, I, I remember a lot on birthdays and then I kind of look ahead and I think, you know, what, what do I want to be remembered for? Like, did I do everything that I wanted to do in this last year? And uh, as far as legacy goes, what kind of legacy do you feel like you want to leave?
5: I think I want people to be bold and shameless in whatever it is that they do um, in life, but also for God specifically. Like, you know, if you, uh, you know, you your passion is worship, like do it. Like if your passion is, you know, going out and serving people, like do it. And if your passion is just like finding the one person who's alone in the room and like <laughs> sitting with them, like do it. Like they're so important. Andrew. And to just like be bold and like just, I, I, yeah, that's it. Just be bold.
0: Really? Be bold and do it. Yeah. Because you can.
5: Because you can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you, Kai. We want to honor you today. with On her birthday, <laughs> <laughs> honor circles. And uh, so I just want to just take a minute and honor you, if that's okay. Honor is a big part of our culture here. And on birthdays, you it's, it's just get a little extra dose. And so I, I want to honor you for showing up. I want to honor you for pursuing your walk with Christ consistently pursue you for being bold and stepping out and coming into community that you didn't know if if they were going to accept you. (laughs) But I'm glad that you felt at home here. I want to honor you for your, uh, bold fashion sense. Yes. (laughs) You're always (laughs) willing to step out in faith and go big earrings and (laughs) green hair. And I love that. (laughs) Uh, I also want to honor you for, um, you mentioned vulnerability. And, and the whole time you were talking, I was just thinking, Kai, it's so interesting that you're like saying that's what you love about Pinewood because like that's who you are. Like nobody leads out, I feel like, just in like the authenticity, like more than Kai. When you ask her how she's doing, she'll tell you 100%. And she won't stop there. I feel like you're really good about not seeking like self interest. Like when, when somebody asks how you're doing, you say that you're not good, you quickly turn it back on them and say, Tell me about your life. Can I help you with that? Is there something that we can do together? And you lean into community. You lean into vulnerability. You are an incredible welder. Yes. <laughs> She's super creative. If you ever need any welding done, call Kai. She can weld it. And she is done. Not just weld. She can get creative, man. Oh, yeah. And do very fine welding. And uh, you're very skilled. and You're very creative. We love you so much. So we honor you, Kai. Give it up Thank one more time you. for Kai on her birthday. And last, but certainly not least, I have Brayden. Brayden Robertson. We love you, Brayden. You look great today. Thank you. Your hair is very flowy. Thanks. My mom did it. <laughs> Brayden, you got a you support system around here. The reason that everybody loves Braden so much and is cheering him on because Braden pours in to everybody that he meets. He just pours in. He pours in. He's an incredible servant. Uh, Braden <laughs> was uh, the first, <laughs> huh? <laughs> he built this stage. <laughs> he helped build this stage, paint this stage. He was one of the first people that came up to join our security team to build a lot of other teams and. At 14 years old, ladies and gentlemen, you were 13 then too, I think, when you first started coming.
4: Yeah, I was 13.
0: Leaning in to servant leadership. Even at 13, Brayden said, I'm not just going to be a participant. I'm going to be a builder. I'm going to be a supporter and I'm going to lean in. And nobody asks me if I'm thirsty and need a glass of water more than Brayden. I'm telling you, he is looking out for the details of how he can love and serve people. And, uh, and I want to honor you with that. It's very rare to see somebody your age not just care 100% about themselves, but really want to love and serve other people. Brayden, uh, it's been uh, a prayer of ours that we would uh, focus on the next generation and that we would pour into the next generation to not just get them into the church. It's never been our goal. Our, our goal is never to like, get students into the church. It's always to help them grow spiritually. How do you feel like Pinewood has helped you grow spiritually?
4: Well, like, just helping set up. uh, Jesus is in the details, and we we pray over everything, you know, from small to big. We pray over the people that they're comfortable while they're listening and they're worshiping, in the seats, you know, that they stay sturdy. uh, Just really over uh, Jesus is in the details. uh, And so I've just implemented that in everyday life, you know, praying over everything from, like, well, I'm really nervous about the science test coming up or I'm really nervous because I want to be on stage. And uh, to... (laughs) But we also
0: have... So awesome, youth leaders. How do you feel like the youth leaders have helped you? I mean, it's, I remember growing up thinking, um, man, if I could just get one or two, like strong people of faith that I could look up to, then I could always look back and be like, man, I, w- I want to be like this person. I want to strive to love God like this person loves God. Like, how do you feel like our student? Well, I was really
4: pushed to start like serving by Kelly. Uh, she really does encourage like the younger generation. I was in the kids team for like I think just like, just like a month yes. or two I think. But she really pushed me because after I left, she was like, "Do you want to serve in the kids team?" And I, I was I thought that was interesting, so I joined, and that pushed me to branch out and join the security team and other stuff. But the the youth team, you know, Jake, Adam, Kelly uh a lot of other people they they do really help push the next generation and me to you know expand and go try new stuff to get out of my comfort zone. Jake pushed me to do team rally once and I didn't actually end up doing it, but uh <laughs> uh but yeah, they really do help push push me out of my uh my safety zone to you know try new stuff to keep pursuing God in ways that maybe make me uncomfortable. I
0: know? want to encourage you with that. You know like when you're on a um, basketball team and the coach stops speaking into your life, the coach stops pushing you to go further, then uh, you can pretty much guarantee you're not going to be in the game.
4: Yep. It's
0: because the coaches stop believing in you. And I'm going to tell you right now, you have a a large group of people in you that believe in you and that are constantly seeing so much potential over your life and that want to push you further and further and further and further. And further. I believe that you're a world changer, Brayden. I felt like it, that from day one. I felt like you're going to change the world. You're going to be a radical preacher. Thank you. No matter what you do. You can do anything and still be a preacher. Sure. And I believe that you're going to um, preach, make a significant difference. Um, one of the greatest fears that I have is that we're going to have kids and we're going to have teenagers that are going to grow up in our church and that whenever uh, church is over, they're going to want to leave the church because it was boring or people were hypocrites uh, or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, What do you love about Pinewood that you feel like, you know, one day, if you ever leave Boulder, hopefully not, (laughs) mom and dad, you know, (laughs) but if you ever do leave that you're going to be like, man, I want to to find a church.
4: Yeah, well. I really love Colorado I'm moving here from Florida. And the main reason why I love it so much is Pinewood. That's literally all my friends, you know, they came from Pinewood. You know, you guys, Kelly, Adam, Andy, Julian, uh, your kids. Uh, so that really is nice. Like the people, I just love the atmosphere. It's really positive. And you can have a really long week. You know, it's really hard. You're struggling and you come and it's impossible to stay in that, like, you know, that ditch, that bad mood. Because, you know, everyone's smiling. Everyone's happy. The atmosphere is just really really energetic, and it keeps encouraging me to, you know, push through and keep pursuing God. So I really do love just the, mainly the atmosphere. It's really positive. Let's go. That's
0: fantastic. Brayden, as a student, what legacy do you want to leave for future generations?
4: My goal is to serve as much as I can and contribute to the community just as much as I can. So if other people, other teens, other kids, are having a rough time at school, they can come, and it's a safe place. And they feel encouraged to keep pushing through. Like I have had really rough weeks, and it's just really helped, just having that smile from from you or Pastor Jess or anyone in the building, everyone. And I just want to be that person that, you know, smiles at you because I don't know what's going on in your everyday life. You might have this fake smile oh, yeah. on, but underneath you might be really struggling. And I just want to be able to contribute as much as I can to this awesome community.
0: Will you do that. Thank you. Thanks you God. do. You show up. You're a positive force in this church, and we love you so much. Give it up for Braden in the house today. Thank you so much. Love you, Braden. Love
4: you.
0: So you got to hear some testimonies of just people's experiences of how they're, they're growing in their faith, maybe some experiences. Uh, I want to look at this text one more time. It says, one generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. And I think it's very important for us to be a people that have a story to tell and that share our stories. Uh, I believe that it's, it's the best sermon you could ever hear is how God has changed somebody's life. How God has changed somebody's life through the local church, through a prayer time, through a moment of encouragement, through a smile. He's <laughs> got a beautiful smile. All for the glory of God. I love in this passage. It says over and over and over again. It says we proclaim your goodness, we declare your name, we speak of your faithfulness. And then in verse eleven, it says they will speak of the glory of your kingdom and will declare your might. As we think about their story, I want you to just take a minute just to think about yours. What's your story? What what legacy do you want to leave? You know, this is our second anniversary, and we're going to be doing this again next year. And we're going to have new stories, new experiences of people saying yes to Jesus, people getting baptized, new stories of marriages coming together, being restored. As we look back and remember God's faithfulness on our life, I think, as we talked about before, you look back to remember, but you don't dwell back. We never want to go back. We're always calling us to something significant, something special. I believe that he's building his church here. The fact that all of you are here today, I don't think is an accident. I think he's going to use you to do something significant. Maybe it's like Brayden said, it's to be a smile for somebody to lift them up. Or like Alan and Kersana, to find the one person in the room that feels like they're alone. Lean into, lean into worship. Or to lean into server. What is God calling you to to be your story? We're going to... Um, have a song. And this is during this last song. These are moments where you can reflect. You can pray. As Kelly said, if you don't have words, that's okay. You don't have to say words. You can just pray. You can talk to God in your head. If you're here and you haven't said yes to Jesus, I believe that there's no greater decision that you could make than to put your faith and your trust in Jesus today. Jesus loves you so much. God sent his son, Jesus, into the world to live a perfect life, to go to the cross, and to pay the penalty that you and I deserved. We sinned against God, we turned our backs on God when we said we wanted to go our way, we wanted to have life our way, and we disobeyed. But Jesus stood in the gap, and he died on our behalf. And it's through his death, burial, and resurrection we can have life. And the Bible says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so I want to encourage you today you're here and you have not called on the name of the lord jesus christ then in there in this song just throw your hands up and say god i surrender my life to you it doesn't have to be a pretty prayer it doesn't have to be poetic it just has to be real and say yes to jesus and as you do let somebody know let us know who you are we want to walk the journey with you on your faith and we want to point you to jesus also before we go into our song I want to encourage you one more time. If you're here and you want to be baptized, we have a room over there with clothes and with towels and the water is full. We would love to see you follow through in obedience today and celebrate with you the ordinance of baptism. God, we thank, thank you for the testimonies. I know it took a lot of courage for everybody to come up today. But their stories are so powerful of, how you're shaping them and how you're molding them. And I pray that we would take from their story the inspiration that you're good, that you're faithful, and that you're worthy, Father. God, I just pray that, our that we would be as bold with our testimonies, not just on a Sunday on a stage, but that we would truly be faithful to share our testimonies with those around us, that they too might experience your hope in this amazing community and what you're doing here. So, Father, we love you so much. We're so grateful for this significant Sunday, two-year anniversary. God, you've brought us so far, and we believe that you're just getting started. We believe that the best is yet to come. It's in Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, or if you'd like to join us on a Sunday, head on over to pinewoodboulder.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you'd like to be notified every time we post new content, then subscribe. And remember, just keep coming back.